Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. You are Locked On Yankees, your daily New York Yankees podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. listening to the Locked On Yankees podcast, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Stacey Gotsoulias, and I'm the host of Locked On Yankees. I'm a baseball writer, podcast host. You may have read my work at places like Baseball Prospectus, The Hardball Times, Sporting News, and the ESPN Sweet Spot blog. You can find us on Twitter at Locked On Yankees, all one word. You can find me on Twitter at Stace Gotts. We also have an Instagram account, which is Locked On Yankees, all one word. So follow, like, comment, etc. If you're a new listener, hello. Welcome to the show. If you're a returning listener, welcome back. I hope you all enjoy today's episode. It'll be a positive one because the Yankees won last night. Hooray! They beat the Baltimore Orioles for what seems like the five millionth time in a row. I'll have all the highlights for you. And I have something to talk about that popped up this morning. Well, technically last night, but it popped up while I was sleeping and I missed it and I read it this morning and I need to talk about it. But first, you can get Locked On Yankees and all other Locked On podcasts straight to your phone in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, the new Odyssey app, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. And when you get into your car, you can tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Yankees. So before we get into the Yankee highlights, because this is a Yankee show, I need to discuss something. Oh boy, last night, and I don't know where these people got them, there were fans in the stands in Anaheim with blow-up trash cans because the Angels took on the Houston Astros and beat them 7-6. And I believe at least one of the plastic trash cans, or blow-up trash cans, made it onto the field. Joe Madden made a joke about uh, fans replacing beach balls with blow-up trash cans. But Dusty Baker was not happy, and this is what he said. You can tell the amount of hostility and the amount of hatred in the stands. I think that sometimes we need to look at ourselves before you spew hate on somebody else. It's a sad situation for America to me when you hear things. I mean, what are the kids supposed to think in the stands? And some of them are kids that are following their parents. It's sad to me. People make mistakes. We paid for ours, and I wish they'd leave it alone. Did you really pay for it? Did you? Because last season was not a regular season. The Astros did not have to deal with fans in the stands. Because remember, even though all of this happened in 2017, we all didn't find out about it until last offseason. So the fans have never had the chance to let the Astros know that they didn't appreciate the cheating scandal. And I'm sorry that they feel sad that people are doing this to them, but they're going to have to deal with it because it's going to be happening for a while. I said this on Twitter, I'll say it again. 2021 is the makeup game for the season-long rain delay that was 2020 thanks to COVID-19, and the fans are geared up and ready to play. So the Astros are just going to have to suck it up and deal. 
And Dusty Baker bringing the kids into it. Shouldn't kids know that cheating is wrong? That's what everyone always says when someone gets popped for steroids. Why is this a different situation? And I know some people will be thinking, well, what if the fans are being vulgar? You're a baseball fan. You know that baseball fans are not reasonable. I don't condone them being vulgar. That's a problem. But it's going to happen. You can't really enforce anything like that. You can't stop people from doing it. But again, don't cheat and this won't happen. Yeah, so those are my thoughts on Dusty Baker's comments. I find it ridiculous. We're four games into the season. Buckle up, guys. It's going to get worse. Now let's talk about the Yankees because we have lots of good things to discuss from last night. The Yankees extended their home winning streak against the Orioles to 11 games last night. They've outscored the Orioles 69-28. to 69! Rick, I hope you appreciated that sound drop. So, anyway, they've outscored them 69-28. to 28. They've out-homered them 22-11. to 11, And two of those home runs happened last night, and they were big ones. For Aaron Judge, it was his first home run of the season— made the score one nothing in the fourth inning. I will say last night's game was so pleasant because it was going by very fast, unlike the games against the Blue Jays, which felt like they were six hours long. So anyway, Judge came up to the plate, and it's not as if Judge hasn't been hitting, he just hasn't been hitting the long ball, and he did it oppo taco. And throw it back to Whitey. Fly ball, deep right, going back McKenna on the track. Leaps, see ya! A home run for Judge, his first of the year. It's one nothing Yanks. I love when Aaron Judge hits 500-foot home runs, but I also love when he hits opposite field home runs that barely scrape the wall. Just because that kind of home run shows the power he has, plus the ball was in on his hands and he still was able to hit it 320 feet to right field. So the Yankees are up one nothing, and me and everyone else is thinking... More runs would be really great. We know it's the Orioles and the Yankees always like to beat up on them, but with the way the first series went, more runs were what we wanted and more runs was what we got. In the fifth inning, Jay Bruce started things off with a walk. Gio Urshela grounded into a force out. So Jay Bruce was out at second. He was safe at first. Clint Frazier grounded out but he was out at first Urshela made it to second because he grounded out to third and Franco had to throw it to first you know what I mean you watch the game DJ LeMahieu walked then Aaron Judge walked to load the bases then Aaron Hicks walked to score Gio Urshela and Giancarlo Stanton comes in and I'm thinking to myself please do something actually I will toot my own horn I'm in a Slack group with a bunch of friends, and about two seconds before Stanton hit his Grand Slam, I said, please hit a Grand Slam here so I can post my naked picture of you on Twitter. And then Sean Armstrong threw the most down-the-middle fastball you could possibly see in your entire life, and this happened. Driven deep to left center field. There it goes! Grand slam for Stanton, and the Yankees lead 6-0. Yeah, Michael Kay was definitely justified with that call, or with making that call, because, I mean, middle-middle, 92, on a tee. 
That's the kind of ball Giancarlo Stanton should hit 470 feet. And I mean, it looked like, I don't know, I can't even describe it. I've watched it how many times. It's just his swing. While it looks hard, it also looks effortless at the same time. You know, some guys swing with such violence that you're surprised they don't get hurt every time. Speaking of that, that happened to Fernando Tatis Jr. last night. Poor kid. He, uh, we don't know the extent of the injury, but I believe it was a partial dislocation of his left shoulder, which isn't good and could result in season-ending surgery, but we'll find out later today if that happens. But so many of these guys swing so hard that I'm surprised they don't get hurt more often than not. In a moment, I'll have more thoughts about Stanton's home run and the timing of it and more highlights from the game. And we need to discuss Jordan Montgomery's awesome start. But first, if you own a car, you need to go to rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low, and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. So, as I was saying, Stanton's home run couldn't have come at a better time. Obviously, with the bases loaded and the Yankees needing to blow the game open just to make everyone feel better... But even just for his confidence, and I know I keep saying it was a fastball down the middle, he should have hit it, but just, yeah, it was, wow, what a home run. (laughs) I think that ball is actually still traveling. And hey, the walks leading up to his home run were good as well. Bruce LeMayhew, Hicks, Judge, so, or Judge Hicks in that order. So that's also a good sign from the Yankees. They were being patient last night. I think they just really like playing against Baltimore. As I said, they've done so well against them in recent years. The home winning streak is up to 11 games. Because if you recall, back in 2019, the Yankees dropped their first two out of three against Baltimore and then didn't lose again the rest of the season. That was the infamous Glaber Torres soul-sucking performance against (laughs) the Orioles, in which he sucked the soul out of poor Gary Thorne. And what's amusing about this is the Orioles swept the Red Sox up in Fenway to start the season. Not that the Red Sox are supposed to be a tremendous team, but they're not supposed to be as bad as Baltimore. And they were swept for the first time in their opening series, I believe, I think it's since 2011. No, 2012. What am I talking about? 2011 is the year that everyone thought the Red Sox were going to win the World Series. 2012 was the year Bobby Valentine infamously managed the Red Sox to a really awful season. So 
Baltimore was riding on a high coming into Yankee Stadium, and maybe they thought their fortune would change in 2021. But so far, no. And it wasn't just the walks and the home runs last night that did Baltimore in. Jordan Montgomery made his first start of 2021, and he was fantastic. And I know people will say, well, it was just Baltimore. But still, he did really well. He looked really good. His control and command were there. He threw his pitches where he wanted to throw them. He lasted six innings. He's the first Yankee starter to do that in 2021. Didn't give up a run, did not walk a batter, gave up four hits, and struck out seven. He looked really good. And I was a little worried for him at first. Then Judge hit the home run. And again, I thought, okay, one run. Could we do more than one run? And then as soon as Stanton hit that grand slam... Montgomery could relax a little bit. And then after him, Luis Sessa threw two scoreless innings. He looked good. Three strikeouts, one walk. And then Aroldis Chapman came in to close. He walked one batter, then struck out three, ended the game on a big strikeout, and the Yankees won 7-0. But again, Jordan Montgomery, that's the kind of outing that a pitcher coming back from Tommy John needs. And I know he was back last season, but last season was a weird one. It wasn't a full season. This is his first full season, his first look as a starter, and he did really well. Good for him. So let's go through what the lineup did, because the Yankees ended up with seven hits last night. DJ LeMayhew was one for three. Judge was two for three. Stanton was that big one for four. Gleyber Torres was one for four. Gio Urshela was one for four. Clint Frazier was one for three. He also walked. Jay Bruce walked twice. Aaron Hicks with the one walk, Judge with the one walk, LeMahieu walked twice, and he struck out once. I was getting a little worried about DJ LeMahieu because he started off, well, not started off spring, he was bad during spring. I think he finished spring with a 219 average, which is very un-DJ LeMahieu-like, or at least very un-DJ LeMahieu of the Yankees-like, <laughs> because he's been money so far the last two seasons, and... It was good to see him get a hit and also walk because I had been seeing him strike out, which is, that's another disconcerting thing. When you're used to DJ LeMayhew coming up in big spots and getting hits and then seeing him strike out, it's just very odd and I don't like it. So I'm glad that he seems to be turning things around at least a little bit. As I keep saying, it's the beginning of the season. It's too early to get worried about these guys. But when someone is not doing well in the spring and it carries over into the regular season, that's a little worrisome. If a guy was doing okay during the spring, and then towards the end he kind of gets tired or just kind of falls into a little bit of a funk and it continues into the regular season, that's to be expected, if that makes sense. But when a guy is doing badly the entire time, that's a little worrisome. So, again, good to see him taking his walks. Good to see him get a hit. Hopefully this will get the ball rolling and he will get on a good hitting streak. And hopefully this will get the offense going. I know seven hits isn't a lot, but again, all the walks were a good sign. They were patient at the plate. They were able to score runs with guys on base. They didn't leave a small village on base. Susan Waldman was talking about that on the broadcast. I listened to John and Susan last night. And I have to say, it was the first time this season that I listened to a game instead of watching it. And it was very pleasant I will say that as a podcaster and having to do live reads, I'm very impressed with Susan Waldman doing advertisement breaks every five seconds. Everything is sponsored on the radio. I find that so funny. 
The first pitch is sponsored. The 15th out is sponsored. Um, I think if you hit a certain mile per hour, it's sponsored. It's just, it's funny. But I had a very pleasant time listening to them last night, and I think I might do the same tonight. And speaking of John and Susan, they had some opinions about something that's happened in baseball over the last couple of days. Now, if you've watched baseball highlights, you surely have seen the Nick Castellanos incident with Yadier Molina. Well, the incident was more with the pitcher who threw at him, and then he scored and he flexed his muscles at the pitcher, and then Yadier Molina didn't like that, and it started a whole brouhaha. As far as I know, no punches were thrown, no punches landed. But baseball still suspended Nick Castellanos two games for what he did. Someone explain this to me. There was no physical fighting. He was just pumped up because he got hit by a pitch and then scored on the pitcher at the plate. Why can't these guys show emotion? I mean, was it the best thing to do? No. But who escalated it? Molina. So how is Castellanos suspended two games? And I have to say, I was pleasantly surprised that both John and Susan found it ridiculous that he was suspended for that. Actually, the reaction around baseball was that it was ridiculous he was suspended for that. Because if he was suspended for that, why not suspend guys for bat flips? I mean, they're they're showing off in front of people, right? It's ridiculous. In a moment, I'll have more thoughts on last night's game. We'll preview tonight's game. But first, bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. You can bet on NBA, you can bet on NHL, you can bet on baseball. And last night, if you didn't bet on Baylor, you were in trouble. Bet Online even covers award shows, TV shows, and reality TV. You get real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Just head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code LOCKED ON. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Fantasy baseball addicts, you now have a new resource to give you an advantage in your leagues, Locked On Fantasy Baseball. It's a daily fantasy baseball podcast hosted by veteran fantasy analyst Scott Cullen, who uses data and nearly two decades of fantasy baseball experience to offer the strategies and waiver wire pickups that lead to league wins. Follow Locked On Fantasy Baseball on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. So early in last night's game, Gary Sanchez tried to catch a foul ball but slipped down the stairs into the dugout. He nearly killed himself. He didn't. He's fine. But the scorer gave him an E2. And everyone was pointing out how ridiculous that was. And not only did he slip and fall, his cleats generated sparks on the dugout stairs when he slipped. It was kind of amazing, and they caught it on Yes, and it's a pretty cool... Uh, video or gif so if you see it on twitter definitely retweet that because it's amazing but i i don't understand how you do that i hope they take it away from him john and susan were complaining about it and even later in the game in somewhere around the seventh inning i think it was they were still complaining about it and hoping that the scorer would reverse that decision i had a friend joking that he wasn't going to count that error in gary's year-end stats when you know that happens but that's a long way away we're only four games into the season the yankees are now back up to 500 at two and two tonight garrett cole goes up against dean kramer 
Cole is looking for his first victory of the season. He got a no decision on opening day against the Blue Jays. And he wasn't terrible. It wasn't that bad a game. There was just really one bad pitch, and that was to Teoscar Hernandez, who hit it to Massachusetts. It really was a bad pitch. It was a hanging slider that, I mean, anyone could have hit. No offense to Hernandez. I mean, it was right there. It was like the pitch to Stanton last night. You don't swing through a pitch like that. You're going to obliterate it. And that's what both batters did. So anyway, Cole looking for his first win of the season against Dean Kramer. The game, again, is at 635. And if it's as fast as last night's game, you'll be ready for bed before 10 p.m., which is really pleasant. I know some people don't like the 635 starts. I happen to love them. I mean, it's not that big a difference between 7.05 and 6.35, but when the games end sometimes before 9.30, usually before 10 o'clock, you just feel like you have the whole night ahead of you. <laughs> it's so odd. I'm a night owl. I didn't go to bed till 2 this morning, but for people who like to go to bed early, they can actually watch a full game. Now, I forgot to mention this yesterday because I was busy recapping the weekend and completely forgot to let everyone know about this. But I had mentioned on Friday that Zach Hampel, the ball hawk, said that some people in the bleachers were chanting, where's your green card to Teoscar Hernandez? And while I railed against the people possibly saying it, I also gave people the benefit of the doubt because I don't necessarily trust Zach Campbell because I know he has kind of a contentious relationship with fans all over baseball. It turns out these guys were doing it. They were bragging about it on Reddit over the weekend. Can you believe that they were bragging about it? And I even asked one of the guys because he claimed he wasn't racist saying that sort of thing to a Latin player. And he said, it's not racist, it's prejudiced. Yeah, um, I, I didn't even know how to react to that. So I don't think I said anything else after that because my head was about to explode. But take this as advice, Yankee fans. Don't say stuff like that. It's just, it's unnecessary. You're giving the rest of us a bad reputation by doing that because... Fans from all over the country are not going to care about the 9,000 people who didn't chant that. They're going to focus on the few people who did. And then they're going to lump all of us into that category because of your big mouths doing something stupid like that. He was also bragging about the fact that security did nothing about it for at least three innings. So they were chanting it that whole time. So my message to Yankee Stadium security is to be better. My message to Yankee fans is to be better and to think about what you're saying. I know you're trying to be jokey and trying to be edgy, but it's not funny. It's not cool. You're looking like jerks when you say stuff like that, especially in the climate we're in now. You don't do stuff like that. You don't say stuff like that. And, um, hello, how many Latin players are on the Yankees? Let's say, for example, not that this would happen, but just use it as an example. Glaber Torres is at Camden Yards and he's being taunted for being Latino. Would you appreciate that? No. And would you lump every Orioles fan in with those fans being jerks? Yes, because that's what people do. So please stop doing stupid stuff like that. And for the love of God, don't brag about it on Reddit.
Though I will say I was impressed with the amount of people who were railing on the guy for doing it and not finding it funny. So I will give my fellow Yankee fans credit on Reddit. Yes, I rhymed again. Anyway, I will give them credit for doing that. A lot of them were calling him out for being racist, and I appreciated that. That was good. But again, just stop doing that sort of thing. Oh, one last thing before I go. I got my COVID-19 vaccine on Saturday, and I am feeling fit as a fiddle and ready to go. Just kidding. I just had to quote that from one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, You know, my arm... Is my arm? Yeah, my arm still hurts a little bit from where the shot was. Uh, It hurt a lot (laughs) the first, I would say, 24 to 36 hours. But, you know, I got barely any side effects. I was a little warm Saturday night and felt slightly achy, but I took Tylenol and it was fine. Um, I think they said that with the Pfizer vaccine, which is the one I got, you feel it more after the second shot. So I will let you know in three weeks. But I'm almost ready to attend a Yankee game. Looks like I'll be able to go in May. I'm very excited about this. One more thing I'm very excited about. I'm having a very special guest appear on the show on Friday. Part of me wants to tell everyone about it, and the other part of me wants to keep it a surprise. So I think I'm going to keep it a surprise. But just know... He will be the most famous person I've ever had on the podcast, and I'm very excited about this. And it should be a fun conversation. We're recording on Thursday. It'll go up Friday. Could possibly go up another day after that if the conversation goes longer than our allotted time. So look out for that. I know it's a tease, and I know you're probably wondering who the hell it could be, but just look forward to that on Friday. I'm looking forward to the conversation on Thursday. I'm giddy like a schoolgirl. It should be fun. So let's recap. The Yankees beat Baltimore for the 800th time. Giancarlo Stanton hits a monster grand slam, snaps out of his offer and hits his first home run of the season. Aaron Judge hits his first home run of the season. Jordan Montgomery makes his first start of the season and kicks Orioles butt. It was a good night in Yankee Stadium. Hopefully it'll continue tonight with Cole on the mound. For now, that's it for this episode of Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'd like to remind you that you can listen to this show in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, the new Odyssey app, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. And when you get into your car, you can tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Fantasy Baseball. One more thing, if you could be so kind, please rate the podcast and spread the word about this podcast to your fellow Yankee fans. We would really appreciate it. Enjoy your Tuesday, and I will talk to you all tomorrow. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. Experience the empowering feeling of the Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Get $750 cash towards the lease of our 2024 NX350 all-wheel drive. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Call 1-800-USA-LEXUS for important lease cash offer and pricing details. Restrictions apply. Not all customers will qualify. Offer available in the Lexus Eastern area in April 1st, 2024.